You are now tuned into the Cosmic Convos podcast. I'm your humbled host, Herut, and I got veteran, veteran um, astrologer here, Brother Ra. How you doing? Peace, brother. You know, living and learning and taking it a day at a time. How about yourself, King? Same thing, man. Same thing, man. Um, so, um, you know, we're here at, you know, episode 12. You know, um, we're racking the shows up stuff and um this past week we just um you know launched the pat you know the podcast to be streaming on youtube now um how you feel about that um brother why you get a chance to check out some of those yeah yeah that's really nice man um it's a nice way to put it out there to the people and they have another avenue to get to the same information and youtube is such a major um, avenue that people use it's just it's perfect so anywhere y'all go we're there you know anywhere y'all want to be we're with you so you know if you want to do it on youtube you know we're there if you want to do it on spotify we're there google we're there everywhere we're there so you know definitely if you if you got loss of of avenues on one you always got a free avenue on another so we're always there for the people i think that's awesome man and, and i have to say to the folks you know this brother's definitely putting it out to the people so you know hats off to this brother because he's definitely putting in a lot of work so much appreciated king definitely much appreciated oh no no problem man it's a pleasure man i i, I appreciate you man appreciate you man it's great Great to work with somebody. It makes it makes it easy. <laughs> For sure. Indeed. Um, so before we, you know, get any further, um, wanna remind you all that this episode and this podcast is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calaparusha Astrology. Um, you can find Push It Forward Media Group at Push It Forward, P-U-S-H-I-T-F-W-D on Instagram. And um, you can find us on the website at pushitforward.com, spelled just like Instagram, pushitforward.com. And that's where you can, you know, you can find this podcast. Um, and you can see all the projects that we got coming up as well. We um working on a short film right now. Um, we got Veg Kingdom up there. We're going to be releasing some more content in regards to Veg Kingdom um, pretty soon. And, um, you know, just, uh, you know, stay tuned to that. Um, Brother Rod, um, tell the people about Calaprusha Astrology and how to get in contact with you. Um, <clears throat> a lot of y'all been getting in contact, keeping a brother busy. So much obliged. Keep it coming. Uh, I'm enjoying this. Uh, definitely getting uh, a lot of people there. Their, uh, their full chart readings. So 
um, people have been getting at me on uh, two major avenues. Uh, just as a FYI, y'all, you can no longer send text me send messages on YouTube as of September twenty as of September eighteenth. They took that function away, so yeah. um, you wouldn't be able to hit me up on um, YouTube like you used to be able to but i'm still there still kind of in the, the process i'm still you know thing about youtube is it takes production time and I haven't really had the time to produce because i'm producing charts for people so that it takes you know that takes a lot of work when you do it right so um that's why the youtube channel really hasn't taken off but you know time will afford me to be able to do more of that and get more of that as time goes, I do have shows, things that are waiting. I just haven't edited them. So they are there. They're coming. I assure y'all it will be worth the wait. But uh, I'd like to do things in a little bit theatrical uh, means because I got some strong planets in Leo. So give a brother, you know. But um, <clears throat> you can definitely hit me up on Color Perusha uh, Astrology if you want to go ahead and click in there and add yourself in. I'll see you in. And that way I know we got a link in there. But also you can hit me up on Facebook at Shechem Ra. And also on IG, uh, check them out on, on IG. So uh, that's where most of the people can get me at, get at me on is either Facebook or IG. So either one of those avenues, uh, definitely get at me if uh, you want to just ask questions, shoot the breeze, or of course if you want to get get your chart done. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, good deal. I mean, you know, um, you know, this this podcast is uh, you know is a great source to kind of you know, get you introduced to, um, you know, the concepts and the topics and, you know, getting, you know, you used to seeing how astrology is used, but, um, it's definitely not a replacement for, uh, you know, professional consultation. Um, so you definitely want to, you know, take advantage of that opportunity indeed. And, um, you know, uh, today's show is going to kind of get into why you may want to do that. You know, we get into more of the practical side, um, of astrology. Um, but before we do that, I, I do want to, um, you know, show our, our listeners some love. So we got a, uh, we got a question in here. We got a couple, I'm gonna just peel off one. Um, so we had a brother from Instagram inquired about, um, what's the significance of empty houses in a chart? Hmm. That's uh, somebody that's definitely their wheels are spinning and they're thinking of how this thing works. And, you know, my uh, teacher, um, former teacher, rest in peace, says there's no such thing as an empty house. Mm. And technically, he's actually, he's right. There's no such thing as an empty house. Now, I know you might see in some of your charts that, you know, the fourth house doesn't have a planet in it. The fifth house doesn't have a planet in it. The eighth house doesn't have a planet in it. And what it is is that <clears throat> there's several ways that we look at an astrological chart. And I don't want to get into all the ways because that would become a whole podcast times two times three, right? But yeah. let's just know that, for example, say if you're Taurus ascendant, right? And and Taurus, as a Taurus ascendant, I say you don't have any planets in the 12th house, which is Aries. Well, the 12th house 
has a ruler. The ruler is going someplace, right? Wherever that ruler is, that house is being affected. So, for example, I say your Taurus ascendant and the ruler goes to the 10th or the 9th house, right, of Capricorn. So now your 12th house, right, is connected to the 9th house in a way in that now we know that Mars is exalted. So your 12th house has a very strong propensity to do well with regards to losses, expenses, and self-undoing. So that house is now affected and simultaneously Mars will aspects aspect four houses from himself. So if we count four, four from the ninth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. So that twelfth house, not only its ruler is exalted, which stabilizes the um, impact of what its portents or what its significations mean, but it's also being aspected by its own ruler, which even further impacts it. So that house is now activated and doing something even though there's no technical planet there. Yeah. Not only that, other planets are numbers of houses away from that house. So for example, the second house, right? Let's say the second house has um <clears throat> Mercury there, right? So the third house from the 12th is the second house. So we can still look at, and the way it works, the 12th house, the, the house of expenses is always understood through your savings. So if Mercury is in the second house, your 12th house has been stabilized in a certain way. Every planet, every house works that way because what we have is what, what a technique called Bhavat, Bhavam, B-H-A-V-A-T, B-H-A-V-A-M. That means that every house has a connection to every other house. So no house is ever technically empty. It just appears that way. And when you begin to understand rulers, right, when you understand um certain subtle other principles like Bhavat Bhavam, when you understand how nakshatras work, everything plays into that house. So there's never a non-effect or no effect. It just appears to be that way because you don't have a planet tenanting there, but you have a ruler tenanting somewhere else, and that ruler is being affected in many other ways. Yeah, yeah. Hope Indeed. that answers the question. I believe it did. I think that's a that's a great way to look at it, because um, a lot of people they, you know, and I, and I think when I when that when I started, you know, looking at the lords and different things like that, it was just like a light bulb, you know, kind of went off, and it kind of cleared that up. Because at first I was like, all right, I don't have nothing in this house, nothing in that house. But then when you start looking at the lords, it's like ah ah, you know. Mm hmm. Exactly. They a whole colorization, a whole. Um uh, effectuation happens from that Lord. There could be planets aspecting that Lord. Now that house is being affected. There could be planets conjunct that Lord. That house is being affected. If that Lord is retrograde, that house is being affected. Right? So there's so many different subtle factors by the ruler alone 
not just the fact that that house is interconnected to other houses, right, through an interweaving of the system that I mentioned called Bavat Bavan, right? And then we don't even want to get into Varga charts, divisional charts, all kind of other things, like I mentioned, nakshatras, all those things will have an impact on just that house, even though the house is technically no, there has no plan, there's no planet tenanting, there is still a planet ruling. And that alone has a major, major level of impact. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So, yeah, um, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that, brother Rob, man. And uh, appreciate your question out there. Um, I know definitely you're not the only person with that question. Um, so, you know, we definitely encourage people to get on there, hit us up, DM us, comment on the post, you know, let us know what questions you got. And we're definitely answering them here, you know, here on the air. All right. Um, so, you know, um, without further ado, um, let's go ahead and jump in, you know, today's show. Um, like I said, you know, just a while ago that, um, you know. There's really a real practical side of astrology. You know, it's not just something like this thing that is just a, you know, good side, you know, subject to just toss around in your head and, you know, kind of geek out about, you know, build with each other with about. It's really, um, you know, the science of living, so to speak. And, you know, there's been a lot of um, whispers, you know, around on the, you know, uh, you know, political scene and the economic scene, you know, about some things that, you know, could be, um, you know, on, on the, on schedule to happen, you know, on the horizon to happen. And, um, you know, when these type of things happen, um, it's a perfect time, you know, to go and, um, you know, start looking at things astrologically to see, you know, kind of where you fit in everything and how, um, Maybe you should start, you know, kind of planning your life, you know, planning how you're going to, um, you know, how you're going to structure things when you're going to, you know, do this. Maybe you'll cut back on this or do more of this, you know, based on what you know is happening astrologically, globally. Um, so, you know, today we're really going to um, we're going to touch on the topic of recession and um, are we heading towards one? You know, you watch the news, there's a lot of whispers about it. Um, and we're going to see what, you know, what the heavens have to say about that. Uh, ain't that right, Brother Rock? Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt, that's what we're going to do today. Indeed. Um, so, you know, um, <clears throat> so, you know, the topic of recession is uh, changed a lot within the within um what it used to mean and what it means today and uh we really don't have the same purview or outlook that we had even just 10 years ago um things are changing that fast things are rapidly changing and you're just witnessing the dying of an old order and the influx of a new order and so what one of the major things that has shifted the whole economic scene, number one, is the internet. Um, when I was coming up, right, I was a young man um, learning 
and you know observing the, the world around me when i heard a recession you would see it on the news you would see it in the newspaper we don't even have newspapers anymore y'all yeah <laughs> <laughs> you, you know newspapers are a thing of the past so imagine the change of going out to the actual they had a newspaper machine you put two quarters in you open the thing up you get it and it says world it says national recession or recession about to hit well no longer is that the way things operate so the internet alone just one factor alone has shifted the way information is transmitted information is disseminated and information is absorbed and so it's much faster with that speed the national process of recession has now changed to a global process of recession and so it used to be that nations were able to literally house and and of course these things will spill over into other things because nations trade with nations you have foreign policy you have um you know international markets and things of that of that nature but it wasn't an a a level of of globalization the way that it is now information is now currency it's like money right so the more information you have the more power you have the more power and information you have the more you're able to affect change in a much faster much more drastic way and if you can control the media and the media has always been the source of power for most nations not just money but media that impacts things globally quickly so we used to have it where na uh, recessions were national you know um you know the reagan era that was a whole recession era right um you know and 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 it has things have changed even the value of the dollar has changed things right the u.s currency was at one point in time the currency of the world and it still is to some degree but that's changing so with that change comes a perspective of what recession is and now we have what's called a global recession and global recessions are a lot more delicate a lot more uh, pieces to the puzzle and a lot more moving parts so that we really it's hard to sometimes see specifically when something is going to hit because we have all of these shared markets i mean think about it like this atef before when i called at&t i would call at&t and at&t an american would pick up i call at&t now someone in india picks up yeah right so we're talking about jobs that are literally designed and and created to serve americans are not being now being facilitated and serviced by foreign powers um i used to work for an insurance company one of the biggest insurance companies and uh they laid me off they said well we'd like to let you know that your job would now be in manila <laughs> manila wow i got the move in manila they said yeah you keep your same rate and pay it won't pay for the move but if you like your job you can stay and go to manila you can go to manila. <laughs> uh, no. and think about it like this the money that i was making the people in manila that money is like 10 times more at least five times more than what i would than what our the value of our dollar is here so they're literally rich 
working for a company that I was working for here and making the same amount of money. So this is the yeah. kind of idea what I'm trying to paint a picture of as far as a global a global market, a global uh, economy, right? That no longer is are these um, barriers there, um, and if they are, they're superficial, right? So people transmit inter- and interact monies in an instant now, right? Yeah. I can send money to you around the one around the world by the press of a button, whereas before I'd have to do what? Go to the foreign. Uh, um, <clears throat> um, I can't remember the name of it. it. Used to be where you go and, um, and they still have them because when you go to each country, you have to exchange your currency if you have paper currency. Yeah. But now computers do all of that for you in an instant, so you get the value of your money instantly. So, um, but used to have to go to like Western Union is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And they still have yeah. Western Union kind of thing now. But, you know, if you have a, a, a PayPal, <laughs> right? Forget about it. <laughs> You're done, right? Yeah. The Cash App. I don't even think Cash App's in other other countries, but it's catching up quickly. But PayPal is for sure. Oh, yeah. And so there's other ways and means to transact funds, transact funds. So this is a global market. This is the picture that we're painting. This is what we have to see with regards to uh, recessions. And, of course, the uh, recession uh, hyper hyper style, which is a depression. Right. And we haven't had a great depressions, but we have great recessions in the midst of how things have happened. In 2008, we had a great recession. That was a major recession. Right. Yeah. Hit massively right we're going to talk about what a recession is here in just a second so just trying to get people to understand the, the listeners to understand and 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 everyone that's tuning in that this is a global market no longer are we under the under the auspices of just the american uh u.s economy right we are to a degree but now we have major players that are now investing. In fact, uh, China owns probably more of the country than most Americans do. Right. Yeah. Uh, China is now investing in Africa. Right. I mean, this thing is a monster. So we have to kind of understand that when we see things that shift, they're shifting in ways that are not as apparent because we're still in the old paradigm of thinking. Even those of us that are younger, there's still an old paradigm of thinking, of thinking of national depressions when this thing is much bigger than what we can imagine. And imagine this, if a depression does hit, it's going to be a global depression, a, glo- a global depression. That's something that we can't even conceptualize right now. Right. But. A recession is basically, it's based on the gross, deme- gross domestic pro- product or the GDP, right? And the GDP, basically what it is, is <clears throat> it's the value of goods and services that is produced in a country, right? The total value. And so what do we mean? What does it mean? Like, what are we talking about when we say goods and services? So we're talking about what we call employment, Right. That's one of the telltale signs of a of a of a recession. When the remember it was a what it was oh wait right when it was hard yeah. to find like it that, that thing rang for like two years you couldn't find a job right it was like impossible right you like yeah. had to wait and people were literally fighting for jobs right <laughs> so yeah uh, that's one of the signs of a recession um, uh, in, uh, manufacturing. 
right? And manufacturing means the creation of goods. It's just what it means when you create a car, when you build homes, when you build computers, when you um, TVs, anything that's manufactured. It's just basically someone creating a product that they want you to buy. Yeah. Right. Well, if you don't have a job, you can't what? Buy the product. Right. Yeah. And so businesses begin to go under. Especially the mom and pop stores. They those are literally you don't even hear of those anymore, right? No. Well, these recessions wipe them out. And that's why they say the rich get what? Richer. Richer. And the poor get poor. Right? So it's yeah. a system that's designed, right, to create this siphoning of the money into other hands. And so the other part portion of it is what's called real income and also retail. Retail and manufacturing kind of go hand in hand, right? Because retail is how you get the manufactured goods, right? And so uh, th uh, a decline, well, the decline of gross domestic product has to be over uh, in uh, negative two to five percent over two quarters. Right. Two quarters is three yeah. months. Right. So after six months, right, if we're in the red between two to five percent of the GDP has dropped, then we're, we've hit a reset. Then technically we're in recession. Right. And recessions, they usually last for about a year, maybe two years. Right. The effects may last longer, but the technical recession itself lasts for about that period of time. Anything longer than a year, you know, it's kind of like. You're coming out of it, but you're still feeling the effects of it. So, um, and there's different things, you know, they have different terms. It's like you also have what's called a slowdown. That's a little different. It's just things have minimized, but they haven't declined below one, between one to two percent, but between two to five percent in a stabilized six month period of time. After that six month period, if it continues to drop, then we are literally or stabilized between those rates, then we are in a, what's called a recession. So what is GDP? But how do they calculate it? it? Basically, it's four things that they add. One is consumption, which is consumer spending. We talk about that as re retail, but it's consumer spending. And it's not just retail. It's also the buying of goods to make other goods. Right. So if a person, if people build houses or build concrete, that's con that's still considered part of consumer spending. Right. Investment. Yeah. Right. So now we're talking about banks. Right. We're talking about businesses. We're talking about the lending of funds to make large purchases to to make those businesses to buy even homes right what's one of the things is buying a house is considered an investment so when that housing market bubble we had that burst that was part of the recession right government spending right and government always spends in fact the united states government spends more militarily than all the nations combined including russia and china Right. So our government spending is a little different because, of course, government spending is also talking about um, schools, infrastructure, right, things of that nature. Right. Um, that's part of government spending. So when those things decline and usually consumption makes up 50 percent of the GDP and government spending makes up 38 percent of the GDP. And then we're also talking about net exports, how much we send out and literally sell to other countries as well. These are all the things that they add up. And that 
that total, it's a kind of calculation that they do, it equals GDP. Now, here's the strange thing. Remember, we talked about in the beginning that the technical, technological age, the technological boom hasn't calculated, they haven't calculated this in yet. So there's still so many parts to this that we still are trying to, they're still trying to figure it out. But the digital exchange has changed the world. I'm talking about cryptocurrency, right? When I was young, they had tapes, right? So if you went out and bought a P Public Enemy tape, man, you had that tape in your 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 Sony Walkman, you was hot to trot, man. And you can only carry but so many tapes, right? Then the tapes changed to CDs, right? So the CDs, you can only carry so many CDs. Well, we don't have CDs anymore. In fact, you can go on and get ten pay ten dollars and have unlimited music for a month. Yeah. So now CDs are gone. Right. And even in fact, the fact that I mean, music, the music industry, just that alone, all of these factors, they haven't calculated into this thing yet. So they're still trying to figure out how this thing is manifesting in real time. It's hard to see. Right. And then the other factor, of course, is economic equality. And that's a big factor they never take. In fact, they never take that into consideration because we all know, well, we just said the rich get richer. Right. So this real recession yeah. is really hits home with the one percent. It hits them harder. Right. It hits the lower man on the totem pole hard. And we'll talk about how, but it still hits the rich fairly. It, 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 it gives them a blow when it comes to investments. Right. Yeah. Right? And so one of the other things that, um, um, you know, when we talk about manufacturing decline, we're talking about um, hiring, you know, these, these manufacturers hire less, right? So there's less jobs, less jobs, less flow of money, right? Then there's a less flow of money. This also affects bonds, the bond market. And this is the way that investors literally um you know, bonds are very secure things to invest in because it's backed by the government, so-called. But when people start cutting back on bonds and it doesn't allow the government to spend, right, then here and now we have one of those other factors of the GDP, which we said government spending. So this is an intricate web of how things are tied in together, right? If businesses don't hire... There's fewer consumers to spend, fewer less money in circulation. So, and also we're talking, we have to consider interest rates, right? Interest rates also affect this. I mean, this is this is literally a spider web where if one little strand is pulled, the spider will move in that direction, and another strand, you know. So it's kind of like which way will it go? And you have to just kind of yeah. keep your mind. You know, focused on how's this thing kind of pan out. I haven't even mentioned the geopolitical climate of the world when we talk about warfare. When we talk about another thing that we're going to talk about here. In fact, let's talk about it now: trade war. Right. <laughs> so, good old President Trump, right, has increased the tariffs on China. Right, and so investors don't want to spend. Right. They don't want to invest in markets. 
And so they pull back. And when they pull back, guess what? That affects people's ability to hire. So these things all begin to swirl and swirl and swirl. And that's how recessions begin. Right. And so another thing is in Europe. So now the European market, which we call the euro. Right. You have Brexit, which is Britain exiting. Right. <clears throat> the. Um, the uh, uh, agreement that they have with the other European nations with regards to uh, moving forward as far as a union, the European Union, right? And so yeah. that exiting affects things. Now, we also can add into the equation that Germany, which is the largest manufacturer, produce, uh, produces the larger largest manufacturer in Europe, is technically already in a recession. So these things are just affecting every little other thing. And so America, so-called America, right, is still not necessarily feeling it, but it will very soon. Right. And so when we talk about recession, people are talking about the 2020 recession. It's 2020, it's 2020. It's not really technically 2020. You can feel it right now. Jobs aren't on a decline right now. Right. People are not pulling back with regards to spending right now. It's still a stabilization. People are still buying homes. People are still investing. So it hasn't been this screeching, like, like drop off. And you know, you always know when things are about to change because. And I hate to call it this, but for lack of better words, Black Friday, right? Like that's kind of like the way we know yeah. what's going to happen with the next year because people don't spend. It then has this riveting effect, right, on the market and consumers pull back when they have a fear or they can't afford something because of these other factors of stagnation that come. So. You haven't felt it right now. You haven't seen it right now. This is everything's still kind of going. Everything's still kind of moving. Um, I don't know where you're at, brother, but there's still plenty of jobs where I am. Right? Plenty of jobs. In fact, if you can't get a job here, something's wrong. Now, I know other places like Maryland, stuff like that. It's kind of rough getting a job. Right? So it depends on the location that you're in, too. And let me say this. Go ahead. I'm sorry. About that. And the, yeah. the field. And the field. Absolutely. And the field the as field well. that you're in. Absolutely. All yeah. those things play into a factor. Um, down south, hardly any jobs. Anywhere where typically African Americans are, there's no jobs. Right? But. Except Yeah, oh, right. That's a whole different bird, right? Yeah. D them dirty birds. Well, it, yeah, it just depends <laughs> if you, you know, what you're in the construction, infrastructure type of fields. There's plenty oh, yeah. of stuff out yeah, there. No doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it, you still, things are still kind of status quo. That's why we're, they're talking about a recession. All right. It hasn't hit. Yeah. But the thing is, is that ast astrologically speaking, not to tie it in and kind of make sense of it all, um, you know, the two major factors of any type of anything that happens with regards to astrology, especially mundane astrology, are the big boys on the block, and that's Jupiter and Saturn. Of course, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, they make an impact. But let me explain to you something to you all about Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Uranus takes seven years to transit one sign. Right? Seven years. So within seven years, you can have two recessions, right? As I said, recessions only last a year. 
right? So, I mean, the effects may last longer, but again, technically, 12 months in, you're out, right? Because we're talking about quarters. So, seven years is a while to affect things. Now, it can affect things. Don't get me wrong. Uranus can affect things. It takes 84 years to make one transit, right? So, Saturn will have yeah. transited three times by the time Uranus moves one complete transit. Well, yeah. Neptune takes double the time. In fact, they move up in increments of seven. Isn't that phenomenal? Uranus takes seven, hmm. right? Pluto, uh, Neptune takes 14 years, and Pluto takes 21 years to move one sign. Right? It is. Uh, it tripped me out, and I was like, wow, that's deep. When I found that out a long time ago, I said, hmm. dang, there's an increment of seven years. Yeah. So these things they do affect things but i mean 21 years 21 years i mean we, we've we've already had hmm. two recessions within that 21 year process right so yep. those are really smaller those are things that really define large like i'm talking about large periods of time I'm talking about um really the substructure of a country right so if pluto's in the second house that country's already going to be built on financial instabilities, right? Period, right? That's, yeah. that's how you begin to use those larger time frames. Neptune, similar, right? Uranus is the one that I kind of say is in between because seven years, you know, it can shift some things. And that Uranus will create instabilities in markets, especially stock markets, especially the stock market, right? Uh, can also create upheavals and wars, right? So, not to get off topic, but just to give you all an under, under, understanding that what we're talking about here is Jupiter and Saturn that really make the impact. And so, um, we have it right now that Saturn's in Sagittarius, right? And I'm not going to say sidereally or tropically. If you don't know this is a sidereal show, listen to the first shows and you will know, right? And if you don't yeah. have it to understand why, just take a look up at night, y'all. That's all you got to do. Just look up and find that little old pale yellow looking star. It's pale. And Jupiter looks like a bright star. And you'll see where they are, respectively. I know some folks talk about there's 13 signs and all that kind of jazz. We have 12 lunation cycles in one year. That death, that, that, throws away all of the stuff about 13 signs and all of that, right? So there's only 12 lunation cycles. There's only 12 <laughs> signs, right? When we get 13 lunation cycles, then we might be able to talk a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. This is science, y'all. We're not talking, you know, dimensions and quadruple stuff and all that. This is real time. This stuff that our ancestors have been using for six plus thousands of years, six plus... 6,000 years plus, yeah. right? Okay. So, back to Jupiter and Saturn. Saturn is in Sagittarius right now, right? So, Sag Saturn being in Sagittarius, right, it's moving through. And Saturn takes 2.5 years to change a sign. Well, Jupiter takes um, one year to 
to change a sign. So Jupiter is at the end of um, Scorpio. It's 25 degrees Scorpio, right? Saturn just went out of its retrograde phase and it's moving forward. But we, what I use is the American chart, right? And the chart of America is a Sagittarius ascendant. And um, I've talked about this in a few shows before. Um, to give you an understanding of how important it is to really understand that this thing, what we call uh, the United States of America, its chart has been vetted and has been rectified. I'm going to say to the hilt, to the nth degree. And when I use this, it works like clockwork, right? Um, and so what we have is Saturn is in the ascendant of America's chart right now, right? And so what you've seen is over the past, let's say, Two, almost two years, right? Really three, I would say almost when Saturn kind of was in Scorpio, you felt the change and the shift and the separation and the coldness in America, especially because of good old Trump, right? Right. Trump being this not so bright fella, right, has been the instrument of lot of a lot of these issues when it comes to the economy, especially when we talked about this trade war with China and the tariffs that have been imposed on all of these so-called backdoors and um, espionage deals and uh, sensitive lines with Taiwan and Hong Kong and all this stuff, right? All of these little small mini wars, if you will have been effectuated and they call it a trade war y'all it's called a trade war so we're at war but just not in the war when we sense as far as guns and weapons and things the weapon that we use is money yeah right so we're at war but it's a trade war and so saturn is placing a very strong hold a very tight grip on America's chart, but Saturn is neutral to Sagittarius. It's neutral to Jupiter. So it's not going to have that effectuation that would be so we would feel it like, oh, you know, like things are hard. Um, things are, it's not hard in the sense that it, it, the economy is not what it used to be. Like the, the, um, the uh, um, value of a dollar, of course, is horrible. But when it comes to the overall pulse of the nation, you don't hear or see a whole lot of um, unfortunate circumstances when it comes to finances or the stock market or things like that or the housing market. It, it's not hit like that. So Saturn being in its in a sign that's neutral in the ascendant, it doesn't do the damage that we would think it would do in other signs that it could be. If it was in Cancer, if it was in Leo, Scorpio, in the Ascendant, then this country would definitely be feeling something very different. So that's just how you know this is a Sagittarius Ascendant. You can sense and feel and see the effects of Saturn and Sag. Now, K2's in Sag as well, right? So K2 in the Sag as well means Rahu's in the seventh, and foreign policy has run amok. As you can see, <laughs> the seventh house is foreign policy, right? America has four planets in the seventh house, meaning that foreign policy and the seventh house is big business and foreign policy and big business are in bed together. Right? Yeah. Well, it's run amok right now. 
right? It's kind of going haywire. And you can see that with all of these things going on with regards to Russia, with regards to um, our, our role in the Middle East. It's shifted so much and changed so much um, with regards to China. All these things have shifted majorly and there's just a big fog kind of a crazy fear monger type of energy in that particular area of foreign policy it's just some it's a lot of blurring of lines a lot of gray areas that's what rahu will do it's like smoke it's like clouds it grays things yeah so but k2 and the ascendant has definitely split the country in half right k2 splits things right it cuts it, it literally busts things up Right. So now you have this anti-Trump Trump lover. Right. I mean, even everything is everything is polarized in the country for a lot of different reasons. A lot of racial stuff going on. Right. Um, just things that are there that you can see where K2 has its effect on the ascendant. But Saturn's there as well. Well, they're moving apart. Saturn is moving one way. K2 is moving the opposite way. And so they're separating. Well, Saturn will be moving into the second house of America's chart in Capricorn. In fact, by the end of the year, right, Saturn will be in Capricorn. Now, Saturn is the planet that restricts, it delays, I even say can sometimes deny. It's said that it doesn't deny, but I've seen other things that says it can. If you don't use timing correctly, that's how Saturn will deny you. If you don't use timing in the way and sense that it should be, it can deny you. Yeah. Right? Well, Saturn being in the second house, the second house is the savings of any one or any person or any nation, any company. It's the savings. It's the bank. Of, a, of an individual or a thing. And so Saturn will be in its own sign. So we won't, and that's, this will be during 2020, 2021, and 2022, right? It will be in its own sign. So Saturn being in its own sign is not going to harm America's banking system. It may slow it down, but it won't create a recession necessarily. The way the recession will happen is the other big boy in the block, and that's Jupiter. And yeah. Jupiter is the fast, is fast, it moves faster. In fact, Jupiter spins faster than any other planet in the solar system. Right? It takes 9.5 hours to make one day on Jupiter. Right? So it will move, right, out of Scorpio into Sagittarius. And so it will literally stabilize the country for 2020. We won't feel the recession here like that. We won't feel it. But because Saturn is moving and it moves, right, it doesn't tarry, right? It's going to move into the next sign. And when it does, November 21st, 2020, that is when we begin, we'll begin to see the beginnings of recession in America. All right. Now, the second house is where Jupiter will move into. And the second house is your resources your bankroll so america's bankroll will be shortchanged, right and what happens with recessions let's talk about a little bit what happens to the common man not to the rich investor not to the business owner not to the people that are up in the one percent that really will kind of just lose on some of the value of their dollar but they won't really lose the dollar we already don't have the dollar right so when it comes to the common man right 
he won't be able to necessarily, let's say he owns a home, right? Let's say he wants to sell that home. Well, during recession, things recede. They slow down to a point where nothing really moves. The flow of goods and cash slows down. So no one will want to buy a home. So he might want to take that trip with his family, right? To, you know, um, the Bahamas, right? He is not going to go on that trip. His home will sit there. The interest rate on his home will decrease. The value of his home will change. Right? People here trying to rent the home. People won't want to rent the home because people will lose their jobs during recessions. And no jobs, no money to pay the rent, no money to buy the house. So then for now, therefore, he feels the pinch. So he may not be able to do that big Christmas that they like to do every year. Right. And this is when you begin to see that right after November 21st, what do we have the following Friday? Black Friday. Black Friday. Right. So this is when you will begin to see the recession as the telltale sign. And this is the thing, y'all. America is the canary bird. (laughs) Right. Right. In the mind, you know, you take canary birds in the mind and know if the gas was leaking, right? And the canary bird fall over, it's time to get out. Not to say leave the country, that's not what I'm saying, y'all. But I am saying that we are the, the thing that begins to show the rest of the world that, hey, there's a problem financially speaking. Yeah. Right? And so when this next election comes and this is will be the this will be the death knell this will be the shifting piece of the puzzle that will tip the scale when the election happens november 3rd of next year and when are we going to say selections instead of elections because we covered that already right we did a pretty good show on that i must say right um when the selections happen next year right then you will see the shift and watch how things unfold so the beginning of this will happen at the very end of 2020 and 2021 will be the onset and begin to be the full swing when Jupiter is in debilitation in Capricorn in the second house. And Saturn will be there and Saturn is the ruler of Capricorn. So he says, you know what? I was in your sign, <laughs> man, for about two years, right? Two and a half years. I did my time in your sign. Right. But now you're in my side. Yeah. Right. And you're debilitated here. Right. You don't you don't bring that religiosity, optimism, uh, holding up your beliefs and all that kind of stuff. That stuff don't work here. Right. We're about hard work. And that's what's going to take. Hard work to pull through this next recession. It's not going to be like the twenty, the, the two thousand and eight recession, y'all, because Saturn was in Leo then, and Saturn was in an enemy sign then. Saturn was the the culprit that caused it. And remember, Saturn is they say the black man in astrology. It really isn't, but this, <laughs> you know, they like to say that. But guess what happened in two thousand and eight? A black man rose to power. Yep. And and Leo is the sign of the king. So the black man got a taste of what it was, to, it, a, a small taste, right? Not a real one. A, a, a dab on your tongue type deal. You remember, you remember how I felt, <laughs> right? When you saw, you know, even my eyes was like, okay, all right. I, you know, I give it up, brother. We got a, br- a brother, quote unquote. And I say, quote, unquote, 
in offense, right? Yeah. Right. You know, we got a taste. President got a temple fade right. and waves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you had a black, black. We had a first black fan. Oh yeah, you know, it was the taste. Yeah, wasn't real power. Wasn't real power. Because Saturn is in Leo, right? So it doesn't do well there. It's in an enemy sign. But that at the same time is when the recession really did hit. And it is strange how he gets the tail end. And gets the in the, the 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 influx of a recession, right? In Leo, Saturn and Leo. Do your research, y'all. Check out Saturn and Leo if you want to, right? Check it out. You'll see it doesn't, it's one of the signs it hates authority. Yeah. Right. And so literally the country the, the, the country, a lot of the country did not like the fact that this black man was in office. Yep. Right. So you see, I mean, I, this is how astrology works. This is how you begin to see it in real time as above. So below. So, below. so when Jupiter gets into Capricorn and it's in the second house in America's natal mundane chart in the year of 2021, we will have a recession. <laughs> Not this next year, y'all. You will begin to feel the talk build up, and when the elections happen, and when inaugural between elections and inauguration, which Christmas will be about, and Christmas always when people say, "Oh, this was a you you've seen it in the news and heard it on the news." Oh, this Christmas, no one spent any money. Yeah, as Osarians, ha ha, material. We don't have to worry about that. In fact, that time we're meditating. Yeah, <laughs> we ain't spending no money, <laughs> right? It's the opposite for us, right? So, <laughs> becoming an Osirian, y'all, y'all might get a little taste of peace, true brotherly love, and peace, right? At the time of the solstice. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> right. We don't have to worry about that stuff. I look at folks; they be scrambling, scrambling, and scraping and scratching mm -hmm. to get broke. To right? get broke. <laughs> <laughs> and to get broken right yeah right literally in the next year when they're in debt right for a what for what but hey that's the american way right so nonetheless right this recession will hit 2021 the beginnings of it will begin and i say when the, the canary in the mine Right, the canary in the cage, that other canary will begin, you will begin to see it in Black Friday when folks don't spend because it'll be hitting, it'll be the, bu the bubble will have burst and it'll start to spill over. And people say, wait a minute, hold up, because you'll start to hear jobs are in the This is, and remember this, this is the media, the power of the media too, y'all. All of this is a cabal, it's a soup that someone's stirring to get something out of it. And that's why the rich get richer. Right? Because they suck in all of the ends. They suck it back. And they don't lose anything, really. The one that loses it is the mom and pop. Yeah. The one that tries to start the business. The one that just bought their home and then they're going to foreclosure. Right? Um, the one that just bought a car, you can't pay the loan on the car. These are the people that begin the middle class, so to speak. And the middle class is quickly, quickly disappearing. Yeah. Right. In fact, I wonder if there is really a middle class anymore. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah, so that's really, a, that's, the, a, that's a fine line, right? The jury's out on that one. Right. Exactly. So, you see what I mean? Like, this is how recessions work. And this is how it works astrologically speaking. Now, Jupiter will be in the sign with, Sat with Saturn in its debilitation. Jupiter is debilitated in Capricorn. So, that means that its power of expansion will be sh cut short completely. Yeah. And Saturn's power of contraction will be at its height and power. Right. Now, here's the good thing. Because Saturn and Jupiter are neutrals, meaning that they kind of like, it's like two big sumo wrestlers in the building. Right. <laughs> right? They're kind of like, hey, you know what? I know you can. I can't really move you. You can't move me. So you just do you and I'm going to try to survive in your sign while I'm in it. Right? Yeah. So I try to hang out as much as I can, but they don't really cancel. They, it's like kind of like a net zero effect. They kind of like cancel each other out. But the thing is that if Saturn is in its own sign, just like in, let's say Jupiter is in Sagittarius and Saturn's in Sag, and this won't we won't we won't get this effect until a very small for a very small period at the end of this year. And there's a very I'm not there's some occult secrets I don't give out for certain reasons because time is very crucial where you can use it to maximize certain things. If you want to know personally, you can ask, but I don't put those things out over the waves. But there's yeah. occult secrets that those that empower know how to use time. There is a window of time this year where Saturn and Jupiter will be in Sagittarius, a very brief yeah. time. Right? So <clears throat> Towards the end of the year, because we only have so much time left anyway. But yeah. nonetheless, when those, t when there is, let's use the example Saturn is in Sag and Jupiter in Sag, Saturn spiritualizes Jupiter, right? Hmm. So he gives him a lift of, a lift, and we don't use hope in the spiritual systems that we practice, but for the most part, what people can understand. Right, hope is what Jupiter brings to the common man, and he gives Saturn, which is the common man, a level of hope. Right, what we would say is optimism, right? Yeah, 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 right. <clears throat> Understanding how law works to your advantage, being able to appreciate restrictions and limitations, right? Using time wisely. That's what real spiritual individuals do. We don't hope for anything, right? Because what, what is the old story? What's the last thing that came out of Pandora's box? Hope. Yeah. Right? You know what Pandora's box is. All of the evils of the world yeah. were released, right? When she opened that box. And the one thing that came out of it was hope at the end. That's a European concept, right? But we will things into existence. We manifest things through certain practices. But that's a whole other story. But nonetheless, when Saturn and Jupiter in, in Jupiter's signs, right, it spiritualizes Saturn. But when Jupiter is in Saturn sign and Saturn's there, it materializes Jupiter. Mm. Right? 
it makes it more focused on matter. And Jupiter doesn't do well in the realm of matter. Material hmm. resources, exchange of business, hard work and effort and sacrifice and timing and longevity and endurance, right? Because it literally is the planet that literally gives us, right, the ability to expand through understanding how things interconnect on a mass, on a large level. Well, it can't expand if something's contracting at the same time. Yeah. Right. And so its view becomes myopic. Its view is minimalized. If its view becomes, right, A, B, C, D, instead of, right, A to Z, 1 to 3, and then A1, A2, right, it doesn't think in exponential. It thinks in terms of, right, it doesn't think quantum. It thinks in analog. Yeah. So that's when Jupiter loses its effectual, effectual power in its sign of debilitation. And that's why it's debilitated there. Right. So that's when we begin to see the telltale sign of this particular recession is towards the end of 2020. And in the year of 2021, we will begin to see the effects full bloom of people losing their jobs homes, interest rates shifting, um, becoming higher, right? Or even to the point where they're low and they stabilize low, but there's no infesting going on. So there's no businesses growing. So all of these things will become, right, situated. So where now you had better hold on to the job that you have. This is how we use it. This is the practical advice. And how do we use it? Hold on to the job you have. Save. Yeah. The, right? Hold off on buying a new car. Buying a new home. Right? Taking that so-called family trip. Right? Hold back. Now. Right? Because then you can begin to say, you know what? Brother Ross said, baby, we can't go right now. We shouldn't go. You can. You have free will. You have a will that makes you free, rather. There's no such thing as free will. But you have a will that makes you free. You can go. Right? And then this year, next time, when that money is gone, you'll be like, dang. <clears throat> we should have held on to that $15,000, babe. We shouldn't have went to Walt Disney World. Right? Because Walt Disney World will be there when it's all done. <laughs> Your children might be a little yeah. older, but they'll still enjoy it. Yeah. You'll be able to get something out of the fact that you've made a wise investment into yourselves. Not to say this is a fear thing, because when things shift, then you can invest wisely. When Saturn moves out of its sign and Jupiter moves out of debilitation and moves into Aquarius, and they will kind of keep stand in step from some time because Jupiter will eventually surpass Saturn and be in Pisces. Right, and Saturn will be in Aquarius. And then at that point, you might be able to get some more groundwork and move forward and some, some momentum, investing and expanding and doing other things because Jupiter will give you some of those gifts of expansion. But it's just wise right now for the next couple of years. Just be mindful of your spending. Right. Now, would you, would you say that, um, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, an investor, you know, these times when you start seeing stuff going down, this is probably the best time to, to invest 
on that end because you're going to catch it at a, on, a, on a low that you're not going to catch it when it swing up. Let's look at the other side of the equ equation. So yeah. when the homes aren't being bought, the prices go lower. Yep. And that's how the rich get what? Richer. Richer. So if you can invest, if you can, I said can, you have to know thyself. That's one of the most important things. That's where your personal chart comes into play. Right? Yeah. That's where the word of G, of Netir, comes into play. You can do, you can get consultations on these things. Right? Because everyone's circumstances is very different. Right? You might have saved up a hundred grand. Right? And then here comes that house that was 300. Now it's 150. Yeah. But you better make Begging sure somebody to take it off of you. <laughs> right. But you better make yeah. sure your income is stable in yeah. making that investment. And you don't buy and go broke. That's one thing of investing. If you're an investor, you know, you don't buy and can't afford it. Yeah. Right. So if you got a hundred thousand and you that's all you got to invest, mm, yeah, be wise. Right. Be wise. Because then you might be able to leverage, right? There's all kinds of things to do with regards to these cycles, y'all. It's not just one thing, but I'm telling you that if you don't have that money to invest and you have that money to go on a trip, don't go on the trip. Yeah. Hold back, right? Use it wisely. Time is, is, right, is, a, is a master's tool to make things manifest it works against one but it also works for one so it's really neutral when it comes to how you use it but it will use you if you're not paying attention absolutely so with that being said you know and we could go further i could pull up china's chart you know we we wrapped <laughs> about that china's gonna feel some of the pinch too Right, because Jupiter is going to move into their ascendant, right? Because they're Capricorn ascendant, right? With the Moon and Cap, Mars in Cancer, so they're going to feel it. But they're already, they already understand how things work when it comes to scarcity. That's why they're Capricorn ascendant. Yeah. America is sad ascendant, so we like to expand and spread our wings out and go over here and do this. That's what Sagittarius is all about, right? It's literally able to go over here, do this over here, go over here, jump over here, hop over here. See, Capricorn doesn't do that. It already stays within its, it builds an infrastructure to the point where it literally can take the brunt and the blow of something like this. So it doesn't even really rattle. Then their people they have the largest middle class. The the size of, of China's middle class is the same size of the of the the number of people in the United States of America. Yep. That that is something to ponder, right? Oh, yeah. The size of the middle class in China is three hundred plus million people. <laughs> America is maybe three eighty five. 385 million people. I'm giving round numbers, y'all. I'm not giving there's specific numbers. But I'm just saying roundabout. You can do the research and see. It's true. 
right? So you know what I mean? It, it, that that they 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 can take it, right? <laughs> right? They're stabilized, in other words. So Saturn enters in their sign and they ascended. Hey, we good. We used this is nothing. Oh, here comes Jupiter, twelfth house, twelfth lord. Yeah, we got a little loss, right? We can't really. In fact, their loss will be foreign trade because the twelfth house rules foreign lands. So they'll lose some, yeah. but they won't fold. They won't fold, right? And the recessions don't fold you anyway. Depressions do, not recessions, <laughs> right? So, with that being said, I think we got a good show. Then we got a lot of points to touch on. Is there any brother questions, brother? Any comments? Because I know, you know, it's a vast topic. I know you got a lot of knowledge about a lot of things, bro. You know, I um, like always. You know, um. I think we're good, man. I think I think we covered it, you know. Um, you know, just kind of like the other uh, show, we kind of, you know, was talking about America. Um, this is something that maybe we can re revisit again um, when we get closer to that twenty twenty one time. Um, In fact, we'll revisit it again when we get closer to how these elections are going to begin to turn. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Part two. Some interesting things going on. So. Um, you definitely want to stay um in tune for that indeed um but yeah no i'm I'm good man i think I think we um I think we sliced it up man pretty well I think you know people get a pretty good idea and um you know just give you you know something just to kind of tuck in the back of your head you know moving into these next years I know I am <laughs> right um, oh yeah yeah you know uh you know already been looking at that and you know kind of moving things around um you know to kind of make sure that i'm i'm you know riding with the right current during that time period so definitely take heed to that um no so yeah um you know uh we'll we'll go ahead and table it here um you know, like I like to remind you all again, this uh, this episode is brought to you by Push It Forward Media Group and Calaprusha Astrology. Um, you know, basically, go check out both platforms. Um, reach out to Brother Ra, get some consultations, get some more knowledge. Um, you know, hit us up, you know, at Cosmic Convo on Instagram and, you know, uh, access questions and different things like that. And, um Another thing I did want to let you all know that uh, pretty soon, you know, we're going to have some products coming up. You know, we've been whispering about it, but I think it's about time that we can, um, you know, start uh, maybe putting together some merch and different things like that. We got a couple things that, you know, we've been putting out there that's been catching some steam. So I think uh, some stuff that's T-shirt worthy indeed. What you think about that, Brother Rob? Uh, T-shirt worthy is right on the money, man. Having some nice shirts to go with the fact that you can, you know, maybe even some cups or something like that, that you can go ahead and, uh, have drink your, drink your Cosmic Convo, uh, 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 coffee or tea or whatever you do out your cup, have your T-shirt on and, you know, and definitely put the message out there that, uh, this is a pod a podcast that, uh, will be ongoing and definitely dropping some knowledge for the people. So I'm right with it. It will happen. Indeed. Indeed. So stay tuned to that. Indeed. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm good, man. So, um, you know, you, you got anything you want to add before we, uh, go ahead and close it out officially? No, just, uh, pay attention, watch the news, pay attention, 
watch the trends and see how this thing unfolds. And when it does and it manifests, then you actually can begin to say, okay, you know what, how do I use this? How the powers that be use it for long-term cause and effect. And that's, I'll leave it there. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, um, you know, um, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you check us out next week for the next episode. And um, we're out. Peace. Peace.